Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Yeah, here I am, just making sure it's recording, everyone. Yes, it is. One second. Oh, yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's Nikki Glazer. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Straight from St. Louis. I don't know if I'm straight, honestly. Uh, always, always questioning. Always question. Leave yourself open. Leave your options open, y'all. No, um, no, I'm feeling pretty straight. Uh, recently, I got, I gotta say, uh, watching F Boy Island, getting kind of turned on. Um, watching The Bachelorette last night, feeling the opposite of what turned on is. Uh, just uncomfortable last night uh watching the knowing what i know about reality tv having a little bit of a insider's peek behind the scenes i gotta say on f boy island there wasn't this kind of um i don't know it's like katie on the bachelorette i know you guys if you're not watching, you like legit don't care and know that I have you in mind while I'm 
telling you this. So I will keep you informed enough so that you might care. The Bachelorette Katie, I, I feel for her. One guy she was really into left because he has like a son and he was like, this is too much. I missed that episode. I don't know what happened. But she was really into him. But he was like, I got to go. She was really sad. Then there was this guy, Greg, who um, he's so tall and handsome as hell. I don't know. I just I thought he was shorter. Um, and then it turns out I think he's tall and um, really he's a cutie. He looks like Ryan Gosling. He picks her up when they're um, like they were on a date and they played tennis at one point and he picked her up and like she's she's one of these girls that loves wrapping her legs around guys when she sees, jumps up. And then, like, a little baby wraps her legs around them. Which, it's cute for, like, one time. I think Claire started this, to be honest with you. Claire, the 39-year-old bachelorette, who, uh, when they when they decided to have a 39-year-old bachelorette, that's when COVID started. I'm not saying that it is connected, but the world can't handle a bachelorette in her late 30s. It, that's when the chaos erupted. And her season ended early because she knew what she wanted. Um, and she wanted Dale, and they're still together. So this guy, Greg, really cute, liked her a lot. Um, it was down to him and two other guys. They do the hometowns, all right? Now, hometowns are when you go and you meet their family. Um, but because of COVID, the past couple seasons of The Bachelorette, no hometowns. The hometowns come to you. So, you know, their parents or their sister, or their aunt, who they feel like is a sister, but who is really one of the worst people I've ever seen on TV. The sister last, Katie's aunt's sister, her aunt who she feels like is her sister, she said about her aunt, she goes, um, they come to visit, you know, and they, they're quarantined for like two weeks, and then they like get to do the hometown date, which is just like hanging out in this Marriott, you know, uh, lounge area and, and, and meeting uh, oh, wait, no, that was Katie. That was this week. Fuck, I'm all over the place. Guys, let me get it together. Okay, so last week, I'll get to the aunt in a second. Greg said his feelings for Katie. He was like, you fill a hole in my heart. I think that sounds like a condition he needs to go to a cardiologist for, but whatever, she she fills it. He was saying all these things to her about his feelings, and then she is kind of, her hands are tied because, they, you know, there's three guys still in the thing. She can't give everything to Greg in terms of I love yous and all these things. Um, at least that's what I thought you can't do because then you gotta go on a date with the other two guys and you can't you can't be saying I love you to three people. Generally on The Bachelorette, I love yous don't come till the end. So the the person, the, the, one of the three guys or the three remaining people, they're saying I love yous all over the place. This is how it goes on The Bachelor. You start by saying, I think I'm falling in love with you. Then you say, I'm falling in love with you. Then you say, I am, uh, I'm in love with you, and then I love you. So it's like this it's trajectory that you you got to follow that. You can't just jump into I love you right away. So all these guys are like, I'm, I think I'm falling in love with you, da-da-da. Uh, Katie can't say anything back because she can't, you know. But what she can do is express any feeling um, she has about Greg. And he gave her every opportunity to say anything. She just, like he said, uh, you fill a hole in my heart. And she's just like, she just stared at him. And the truth is, like, you see their connection and or you see how into him she is. She's so into him. But she could not 
give him what he wanted. And all he wanted, because she was like, I'm going to give you the rose tonight. Like, what else? I told your family I'm giving you the rose. And he's like, that's not, I don't care about a rose. I just want to know how you feel. But it was really hard for him to say that to her. Um, because it's embarrassing to be like, do you like me? Like, I just want to hear your feelings. It's embarrassing to ask for that in a relationship. Let's be honest with ourselves. Like, it, I was just screaming at Greg, like, be more articulate. Like, just say, Katie, I want you to say da-da-da-da-da. Give her some Mad Libs, you know? Give her a script and she can fill in the adjective uh, or the noun. But, like, tell her what you want her to say. But he didn't want to do that. And so she just kept coming up blank and and didn't couldn't understand why he why he was pulling away. So he pulled away because she was just like not as invested. He could just tell. And he left the show. She chased him out. It was a really interesting moment because usually on The Bachelorette or one of these shows, when a person leaves, it's this dramatic thing where it's like they come to their hotel room. The music is playing like like there's a philharmonic orchestra like you know, giving the soundtrack to this tense moment, filling space on the show because it was a three-hour finale last night, which is so abusive to your your viewers. That's too many. That's too many hours. Um, I was furious when it said three hour. Thank God they have so many commercials, and I had pre-recorded it so I could zip through it. But people watching that live, shout out to you. You did it. I have more respect for you than people who run marathons. Did you shit your pants at the end and need to be carried past the fucking after the rose? conversation um so Greg leaves and it's over like it's done he's leaving and then she just has this epiphany and she's like I have to chase him and she's chasing him out of the building and you think oh my god she's gonna go like say everything that he wants like she realizes what he wants and then she just goes she just says I just want to hug you and she hugs him that's like all she can give and it was just so interesting to me that this girl like I wasn't even mad at Katie. I mean, I was a little bit mad, but I'm I'm projecting here because I've been in relationships on both sides where I don't understand what the person is asking for from me. They're not being clear to me. Whatever my brain is like cannot process what they're trying to tell me. And I feel and I can't and I'm too embarrassed to ask what do you want? Because I feel stupid that I can't just infer it and how they seem so frustrated. It's like, I would do anything right now to give you what you want. And I don't know. I don't know what you want. But you don't want to say, like, just tell me what to say because then it's not sincere, right? So I feel for Katie because she honestly, I think she has a condition where she doesn't know her feelings. Like, she can't express her feelings. Maybe she doesn't have them as much or something. You know, like, that can be a thing. I'm not mad at her about it. Greg realized that. And he left. Then Katie launches into this. And by the way, Katie also told him, she's telling him all these things. I was going to give you a rose. She also says, which you're not supposed to say, but sometimes the bachelor or bachelorette need ratings, so they'll let these little conversations happen. So her and this guy kind of go in the dark where they're like off camera, but they're still mic'd. But sometimes you forget. I was on Dancing with the Stars. I realized like when you are in a room where cameras aren't there, you forget you have a mic on, even though it's like obviously like jutting out of your back and very uncomfortable. <coughs> so I hope this is compelling. And if it's not, stay tuned because we're not going to talk about this whole show. So then, it, and this is interesting because it's bringing us to what I was talking about yesterday, which is cheating. And I got some feedback from someone that I really want to share with you guys about the whole conversation yesterday. So then she, uh, so I, I, I feel for Katie. I feel for Greg too, obviously, because I have been on his side where it's like, God, do you like me? Like, tell me what you feel for me. Right. 
So I feel for both of them. Greg leaves. Katie then launches a campaign on Instagram where she's, she just, after that episode, she posts on her Instagram story, Noah. She posts, like, what's gaslighting? Swipe up to learn about gaslighting. So I go, okay. Now she's accusing him of a manipulative uh, tactic that men use to emotionally, and and not men, it's it's, women can do it too. And non-binary people can also do it to manipulatively uh, abuse uh, people. And gaslighting has intent behind it. It's not like something you accidentally do. I think gaslighting, you need to be like, I'm going to make this person perceive their world and their reality like they're crazy so that they question everything and they have nothing against me. Gaslighting is when, if you don't know what it is, because it's being used so fucking much right now. There's these like mental health words and like, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm about to take a stab in the dark about what gaslighting is. Uh, and I got to turn on a gaslight because it's, it's dark in here. It's when you, it's, it's, it's from a play. Some, there was some play. I forget what it was called. It might've been called gaslight or something, but there was a play where a guy would, oh no, it was about the lights on this play. This guy would flick the lights to make this woman feel like she was crazy. And he would go, the lights aren't flicking. It was something like that. I mean, I don't think it was exactly that. So that's where the term got its name. Is from a play where the guy was changing the lights in a house to make this woman feel like she didn't know reality so that he can get away with a myriad of, or myriad things. We know that both work. Um, and then anything she would accuse him of, he'd be like, well, you also think the lights flicker, so you're crazy. So it's convincing someone that they are perceiving the world, that they're crazy. And trying to, being intent on doing it. Noah just gave me the thumbs up. That is what it is. So last, <clears throat> so Katie, I go, Katie posts this, I go, what is he gaslighting her about? Turns out last night she has Greg on the show. The After the Rose show, they meet months later. And she tells him that he gaslit her because he got up and left. He claims he loves her and then he just gets up and leaves. That's not what you do to someone you love. Um, I got to say, yes, it is. If you love someone and they can't give you what you need, get up and leave the resort that you're trapped in because you're on a reality show. Leave. I mean, I, this whole thing of like, if you love me, she goes, you wouldn't abandon me at my at the lowest moment. And I think there's something to that. Like, there's something that's really sucks about the ir- irony of being in a relationship with someone. No, have you felt this before where you get in a fight with someone and you are so upset about like your significant other, whether it's like Avi or someone in your past and you get in this brutal fight and you're crying and you're so upset. And the one person you need when you're upset is the person you're in the fight with. So you, what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to comfort you because you're upset because that's their role as their, your boyfriend? Or are they supposed to, you know, stand up for themselves if they feel like they're right and have their own moment alone. I don't know which, but she accused Greg of abandoning her because when she was at her lowest. But you, she's at, you're at your lowest because you're not giving Greg what he needs and Greg is tired of being manipulated. I think if anyone's gaslighting, it's Katie. And I don't think she's doing it intentionally. Again, gaslighting has intent behind it, which if you know me, I know, there's no free will and I don't think anyone has intent ever. even if you intend to do something, the thought that made you intend to do it, you didn't choose that thought. It just popped into your head. It's look into free will. You guys, there's none of it. Um, It'll really trip you out. So last night, she has two guys left, Noah. Blake and Justin. Justin's so hot. 
Justin for Bachelor. I hear he's dating someone. Demois is already confirmed he's like seeing someone. So I'm a little bit bummed because like, I'm not that I'm going to slide, but there was, you know, sometimes you just, I was like bummed when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got together. I literally was like, well, one guy I would date off the market because I already like watched Justin. I'm into what he's putting out. He's so cute. Um, and so I already vetted him and I was like, I would date him, you know? And so it's like one guy that I would date off the market. So anyway, it was Justin and Blake. At this point, Justin does not have a girlfriend. This is months later, you know? Um, so Blake is a guy that came on to the show late. He's been on two past seasons. He was rejected. Not rejected, but he just wasn't the one for Claire and Tasha. Tasha is now co-hosting this season. She, she goes to Katie and says, Katie, two weeks in, she's like, my friend Blake hit me up. He's really into you. Can you talk to him? They met. She's like, yeah, Blake, stick around. Blake is this, he looks like a mascot. He has a giant head. He's cute. He's really sweet. He's Canadian. That's all you need to know. He's a wildlife uh, coach or something. He's unemployed right now, but now after the show, he said he was has a job in Africa, and everyone's like, uh, what? Where are you, what how's this gonna work? So Blake and Justin are left. She tell oh, this is the thing. They go in the dark. Her and Greg go in the dark, Noah, and she tells Greg what you're never supposed to say. She goes, It was it was gonna be you. Like she pretty much says that. She goes, It this this show doesn't it why am I gonna stay if you're gonna leave? Pretty much saying, like, I was gonna choose you, which by the way. They know who they're going to choose. All the bachelors and bachelorettes. I'm not going to say all of them, but generally they know early on who's going to be at the end. Sorry to ruin that for you. Um, <clears throat> but they know. And you know that they know if you watch the show because you know. You know when you like someone. You don't wait until they're walking up from the limo to, to decide. You know. So anyway, she told Greg, if you leave, what, what am I doing here? Greg leaves. She then wants to leave. She's crying in the bathroom. Caitlin Bristow, who's also co-host, has to come and talk to her through the bathroom. She is crying and saying, I want a ticket home. That's where we left last week. We pick up this week, three-hour finale. She has Justin and Blake left. She decides to stick around because I think the producers convince her to and that she has to, you know, fulfill her contract. And what are we going to do if you uh, leave the show? We need you. And there's always this drama, by the way, that they want to go home and stuff. That happens all the time. They convince her to stay. She then goes on a date with Blake. She tells, she's like, listen, I've had a couple, a couple days ago, you know, Greg left and I still want to have fun today. So they go and do this like paintball thing where she's like phoning in the fun, right? Like she does the, when she sees Blake, she does the wrapping her legs around him, but her heart's not in it, right? Her heart is not in the wrapping of the legs, but that's what, just what Katie does. And then they kiss and she, Katie kisses. She does this thing where she kisses and she goes, hum, hum. Like she like gulps into them and it's really hot. Like I think every guy fell in love with her because of this hot kiss. I got to learn from her. So then they go on the date after the paintball where they like have to have fake fun. They then sit down and talk about it. And she's like, listen to me, Blake, I actually like when Greg said he was leaving, I wanted to leave. And Blake, you could just see the look on his face. He's like, what? And then they cut to him in an interview. He goes, I didn't realize that like, she cared that much about Greg. Like, I feel like a little bit delusional that I thought that like she was into like, what? And then he's bummed out. Then they go and they like get dressed for dinner. He's given it a lot of thought. They go to dinner. They have a romantic night. He then is like hard into like, I love you. And I realized I love you when you made this one joke this one time on a date. And I'm just like, God, if every time you made a dumb joke, girls, the bar is so low for women to be funny and Katie is funny she like brought a vibrator to the her first like she was on last season as a contestant 
That's what happens. Before she was a bachelorette, she was a contestant. And she walked out of the limo in Matt James' season and she brought her vibrator with her. And it was funny, right? And she like came onto the season as like the sex positive girl who like just is who she is. So then she tells Blake, I, I, um, Blake says, I love you. I realized I love you when you made this joke about they were playing hockey. He's from Canada. They were on a date. They were playing hockey. And she scored a goal or whatever. <clears throat> and she goes, go USA. She was like, that one's for America. And he was like, in that moment, I knew I loved you. And I'm like, because she like shit on your country and like had kind of Trumpy vibes for a second. Like, I guess that does work. No, she was making just a dumb joke, but he was like, I loved you in that moment. I'm not shitting on Katie here. I'm shitting on Blake who just like heard a woman make a kind of joke. And he's like, that's when I loved you. Okay. So then, so Noah's going, wrap it up, bitch. And listen, so are you at home. And you can skip to when Andrew comes in. I'm sorry. I'm heated up. So then Blake confesses his love. Then she's like, I love you. I love you too. I've always loved you. I'm in this. Now she's saying I love you. She's still got a date with Justin. Don't forget about Justin, you guys. So Justin has the second date. Then they go to the, then her and Blake go to the fantasy suite. Her and um, Big Head Blake go to the fantasy suite. I'm not saying that disparagingly. He has a gigantic head. I was making jokes on my Instagram last night because she was like, I'm scared. And I'm like, she's like, I'm scared about like our future, like our kids. And I'm like, their heads might be big. And like, I don't know if they'll fit through me. And I don't know if I can handle a C-section. And I don't even know if they'll fit through that. Um, so then they go in the fantasy suite. She makes a joke the next day to Caitlin that they definitely, she had multiple orgasms and all this stuff. She is like smitten kitten. She says it's the best day of her life with like all these things, even though she was crying about Greg and saying that she wanted to be with him two days before. This is what a reality show does to you. It changes your perception. And I'm not saying Katie was lying. She wasn't lying. She really does. Thought she loved Blake. She said it was the best day of her life. I think she meant that. Then... She goes on a date with Justin. Justin's so excited to see her. He's so cute. And she immediately goes, listen, Justin, sit down. Greg left. Uh, I went on a date with Blake. I love Blake. I don't want to go on this date with you. I respected that. She sends Justin home. Justin's so sad. Then she goes back to Blake. I'm like, does Blake know that he just won? Holy shit. So then Blake has to go <clears throat> knowing that he is the last one. He finds out he's the last one. And then Blake starts freaking out because then Blake meets her family. And this is where the aunt comes in. Blake meets her family. Her family is comprised of her mom, who is a woman with tattoos on her tits. Let's get Andrew in here because he has something to say about this too. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. 
For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Andrew. 
<laughs> what am I stepping in? You're stepping into me like going crazy about the bad. I think I'm losing listeners right now for us, but it's okay. It's because all right. if he, I tried to say it in a way that would like get everyone on board. So where I am picked up on <laughs> is, uh, and by the way, I just heard in the news you have a Bachelor headline. So I'd get that news pulled up right now because we're going to jump into it. And I've been going long already. Oh, this is like a Bachelorette special. Yeah, and it shouldn't be because F Boy Island is the show you should be watching. <laughs> I don't, I can't watch F Boy Island because I'm on it. Are you bashing Bachelorette secretly to get people to F Boy Island? And no, it's like a move. No, because this is compelling. People <laughs> no, would want to watch this. Honestly, though, this season was so fucking boring of the Bachelorette that this is we are and Matt James's season was such a weird, <laughs> uh, like r- racially, uh, like uncomfortable and. Important but uncomfortable, like, and then the Chris Harrison thing. We are owed this in Bachelor Nation. And I'm still a fan of that franchise, even though the season was really boring and they should have looked into. Okay, so anyway, Katie, <laughs> I'm getting to the part where we meet Katie's aunt. Aunt. Yes. Yes. Aunt with a C instead of an A. Yes. Yes. They meet. Ankh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? So. <laughs> Blake is now the last one. By the way, Andrew got this recap last night because he walked out of his room as I'm watching this. And I go, let me catch up. Justin's going home. Blake is still here. She doesn't even really even like Blake. Blake was just like an after. He wasn't even on the show until a couple weeks ago. So now Blake is the one. She's dead set on it. Blake knows he's the one now. Suddenly he's like, uh. Then he meets because he's actually he's all in until he meets her mom and her cunt aunt. So... I wish I had clips up of this. You guys gotta, go, if you don't know, if you didn't watch this, you gotta go watch his, her aunt oh. and how she talks. She goes, you don't matter to us at all. You know you don't matter. She says this to Blake on their one-on-one. And by the way, Katie sets up her aunt before she meets, they're going in and Katie's in an interview. She goes, I'm a little nervous about him meeting my aunt. She's like my sister, but she's really cold. She goes, she's a really, t- she's a tough cookie and she's really cold and almost like off-putting and, and, Blake goes in for a hug and she's she just gives pudding, him a sh- if you know what I mean. Oh God. She goes into, sh- she's a bigger girl, but that has nothing to do with any of this. Oh, that's not what I was talking piece about. Of shit. Oh man. And so, um, you're a pizza shit. I didn't say pe- piece of <laughs> How shit. How dare you talk about pizza? Yeah. Well, why? I'm just fucking around. Keep going. Okay. So that is a funnier thing to say than a piece of shit to call someone a pizza shit because <laughs> pizza shits can be really disgusting. Like a little Caesar shit. Like gross pizza. I mean, pizza destroys my butthole. Oh, but perfect. we don't need to get I'm into. I'm gonna call that. you a pizza shit now. I got crust asshole. Yeah, okay. Bad. Oh no, today. No, uh, two days ago. It's oh, okay, okay though. Let's go. Keep going. Okay. I don't want my Deep asshole dish. to get in the way. Okay, so yeah, I, it gets in the way of so much in my life. So Shall then, I? um, tell me what you thought of the aunt because so, I hated her. So she, she, he goes in for a hug and she gives him. She goes, "No, we're gonna stick to this." That's her tone, and she shakes his hand. I mean, okay. this is like you've seen the show, you dumb bitch. You know that you're supposed to be nice to the guy that Katie has already chosen. Come on. Well, here's the thing. I'm watching the show, and if I'm watching as someone that has never worked on one reality show, I would say this aunt is horrendous. This aunt is terrible. But I wouldn't be surprised if a producer was like, hey, why don't you step up? You're being a fucking no. twat head a little bit. No, 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 Why no. not? Why Why would because you? Why are you saying no? The, we we know producers fuck with the show. No, no, they not. They don't fuck with the family. I swear to God. <laughs> I, maybe they, they didn't because the thing is, they want to make Katie on these shows. This is what I know about these shows. This yeah. is the secret. The person that is the bachelor or bachelorette 
is vetted like a president, you guys. Like they want this, per they're developing talent at ABC. They want this person to be a hero. They never want to choose someone as their, they choose the people that are contestants. Those can be terrible people or they can have family members that are insane. But when they are doing the bachelor, they, they or bachelorette, they really want this person no matter what this person does, they will always frame it that this person is the right one because that is, that's our queen. That is our king. We cannot, they, and they have control over the narrative about this person and they'll never make that person look bad even if that person is bad. But I don't, I would argue that it doesn't Unless make, it doesn't make Katie look bad. It makes her aunt look mm -mm. bad. We all have a shitty aunt and I don't, if you have a shitty aunt or a shitty relative, that doesn't that. make me think you're shitty. But, but Pizza. the president his his family is uh, scrutinized just as much as he is and is a reflection of him. So I really honestly don't think that they knew this aunt was going to be as terrible. Luckily, she's. it was fascinating how bad she was because she sits down with Blake and she says, you don't matter to us. We don't need you in this family. This is a family of strong women. We don't need you. And it's like this. these women have convinced themselves that they don't need men and they hate men because I'm guessing terrible things happen to them from men and that's understandable. That's just my guess. Um, but the truth is like they are making Blake feel so alienated and this is his girlfriend. Like this is Katie who's he's chosen him. That He's yes. not like being, it's not deciding whether or not to, that he's it, he's it at this point. And they're being so mean to him right out of the gate and saying, we don't need you. You're, um, it doesn't matter what you are like around me, it's whether Katie wants you. And it's like, well, then why are you being such a bitch if your opinion doesn't matter? And she just says the rudest stuff I've ever seen. And the thing is, now I go, oh, this is why Katie is who I, I what I've observed. Someone who can't express their feelings, someone who, um, seems to be wrapped up in the show and being the bachelorette more than finding love, which is understandable. It's a show and maybe she's smart in that way, but she comes from these two people that are so, so sad and sick and suffering from what I can see. And yes, I did just call one of them a dumb bitch, but with love, I mean, you can be a dumb bitch and I can still love you, but her aunt who I'm terrified of and would run from, I'm just going to let that sit there. Yeah. Let it sit. Um, <clears throat> Uh, she, uh, I would be so scared of her. Well, I. But they're they're all they've all been really hurt before by I'm guessing men, and I would guess that uh, that is where this is coming from. But they were. Cruel. Where's the father? Do we know where the father is, or any of the <laughs> men in her life? I mean, no. do we know the backstory? Of I that think at maybe all? did they, they get into that? They probably did. I know that she definitely comes from a broken home, and and so does Blake. Blake never. Blake said last night his father never said I love you until recently. Well, have you seen his jaw? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe he got it from his mama and his dad. Like, that's not my jaw, son. And it made him, or maybe the mailman had a strong jaw or something. I don't know. The dad figured the mom cheated. Um, I just want to see him eat one of those big jawbreakers. See what happens. Yeah. Just crushing it like rock. Oh, my. Yeah, just one of those giant ones that would make your tongue bleed oh as a kid. God. It would scrape off my taste buds. And then you would lick for another hour. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> I'm so sorry this turned into a Bachelorette recap. I, I like it. I didn't but know I'm what obsessed. I was getting into, but it's fun. <clears throat> I'm I, obsessed with I watched, analyzing these people and knowing. Did you knowing... talk about her gaslight? The gaslight yeah, the gaslight thing. Yeah. I mean, that was wild. And then, But you said an interesting thing last night when we were watching and you were swinging that weird practice golf club. <laughs> and by the way, I think my if, in, if you're listening to this before 10 p.m. Central Time, my Instagram stories document this whole thing and you can watch that and it's pretty funny. Um, 
you said when she was meeting the when he was meeting the moms and the moms say this is a household of strong women and you need to fit in with these like it was something about like the can can you handle the women in this family you go this is why men run or something like <laughs> that you said some what did you say you go this is why women well i think when you meet any family and they come at you strongly this is you know everyone's afraid of meeting in-laws and it's already frightening and if you're going to come in and be questioning us right away it's it's just another reason for a guy not to commit it's like i was already having second thoughts about this relationship and now your aunt is telling me i'm worth nothing yep yeah, like, and saying like she and, goes, um, and he goes, yeah, I witnessed a really bad marriage. She goes, marriage is marriage is tough. Yes, and Blake goes, yeah, I, w- oh, I witnessed my parents. Line. I witnessed my yes. So she he goes, yeah, I mean, I I witnessed my parents' marriage crumble, and it was it was awful. It was a nightmare. And what did she say? She goes, that's different. It's one thing exper- uh, seeing a train wreck. It's another thing experiencing a train wreck. And guess what? He was a passenger in that train wreck. He was in that train wreck. Yeah, when he had no kid- control. Yeah, go fuck yourself, aunt. I'm so sick of this aunt. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I also was saying about that guy when she called him an actor. It's such a good... No, no, we m- haven't got to this bit yet. So uh, give us the uh, news uh, story. Let's uh, get uh, to sorry, the news. Sorry, To the news then. Apparently. Okay. You heard it here first. Oh, man, it's Tuesday. You know what I always say about Tuesday? It gets overlooked, but boy, could it still be a good time. I hope you're having all the swells out there, everybody. All right, Andrew, tell us about what happened. Because Greg, who was the guy that wanted to hear his feelings, the feelings from Katie, got called a a, a gaslighter on TV. He goes to this after. So after the show, they have this audience of Bachelor Nation, which is all just like women in their 40s going, oh, that's all they do the whole time. Yeah, go, oh, yeah. oh, oh. They just give they they just do whatever the producers want them to do, which is make Katie look like the right one. Never make Katie out to be the villain, no matter what. Cut around footage that makes Katie look bad. Even though they do that, Katie still to me came off not great. And by the way, I just want to say this with love, Katie, whatever you're going through that made you made me say these things about you i am projecting i've been through them too you're not a bad person you're just um yeah you're just reacting to your environment and the way you were raised all right so before bachelorette uh katie thurston and blake could officially flaunt their engagement to the world katie had to first have an uncomfortable conversation with her former love interest greg so after greg the final gets rose. brought on the after the final the rose so she's already chosen blake blake proposes because I believe he was pressured by the Bachelor um, producers to propose because they said to him, Ooh. I bet you anything, I bet you anything, guys, they said, if because she just got lost, she just got left by two guys that were in her final four. And and then she sends Justin home. She chooses, like, if Blake after, so Blake meets the parents or the mom and the, the cunt, and he is like, I mean, and, and he is <laughs> shaken. You can tell that this is, like, what you just said. His jaw dropped. <laughs> And that's oh what caused an earthquake God. in California. Oh, my God. It was in New Mexico. But, <laughs> they felt it. Yeah. But the California felt it. So so then we are being bullies right now. We are being real Katie's aunts right now. And I got to say that. But, okay. So then Blake is, like, having all – he has to go through this whole rigmarole of uh, going to Great pick word. out um, 
engagement rings because this has to end in an engagement. This guy who's on the fence about a girl needs to propose. It's so stupid. So then he goes to pick out Neil Lane engagement rings. Neil Lane is this like guy that sells the engagement rings who I think has a hand in financing Bachelor and so they keep him around because there's Tasha, Tasha, one of the co-hosts, usually they go to Neil Lane's shop but they're in New Mexico because of COVID. So Tasha, the co-host, uh, FaceTimes with Neil Lane. They have this weird dumb thing. Then Tasha is Neil Lane in the thing, has all the rings and Blake has to go pick one out to propose to Katie. I mean, it's 100% they get a free ring. Yeah. Well, no, it's what, much more than that because they would not think? have this old man on TV for no reason. There's something what going on. Ring costs ninety thousand dollars. Not a, the well, maybe these yeah. do, but like uh, it's they they have the budget for that. They definitely but do. But here's the thing with the engagement. Can I ask you if if you like random numbers and whatever you know, him engaging to her will help him in so many ways financially, uh, getting a bigger audience, getting more that's people to why, like him. That's exactly so, what the producer said to him. Yeah. Listen, you want you want me this is this is me being a producer. Telling, All right, I'll be Blake. Okay. This, rah, 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 okay, rah, rah. okay, stop that. <laughs> He's doing a an impression of a fish that you would find in the deep sea, one of those, you know, angler fishes that you can't see unless you have the you go and you scuba dive really down deep in Mariana's trench. Okay. So That's what they call Katie's pussy. Oh my god. Okay, we're having fun. So <laughs> He gave her multiple orgasms. Blake definitely <laughs> ate some pussy. And, uh, yeah, of course he did. I mean, he was thing. he probably ate her lower back. He like went through <laughs> behind and kind of scraped her lower back. So then, so then, uh, okay. Here's here's me. If I'm a producer and I want Blake to reject Katie, if I think that's going to be good for the show, this is what I would say. Okay, so, I'll be Blake. So Blake, yeah. you um, tomorrow's the big day. I know. I'm a little nervous about it. Um. Well, you should be. I think that um, I got to let you know, if you propose to Katie and you you walk out of here with Katie tomorrow, the rest, if you're unsure at all, the rest of your life, you'll be hearing Katie's name. You'll be approached about Katie. You'll be asked about Katie. When you long after you move on with another family and have kids of your own, people will still say, "What have you talked to Katie? You'll be getting bothered by it the rest of your life. And if you propose to her and then you guys break up, it's not going to look good on you, Blake. It's not going to look good. Um, you should, uh, I'm just letting you know that. You can do what you want, but the Bachelor Nation is going to, they are very loyal to our Bachelorette, mm -hmm. and it's not going to be good for you. But what if she says no? Like, then I look like an idiot. Um, Blake, I think you can kind of surmise from the time that you spent with Katie, and um, I can give you a look right now that'll ensure that you know that she'll say yes, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Thanks for the look. Yes. Now here's here's a bachelor <laughs> producer. If you want Blake to propose, I was a little confused by. Okay. By, keep, uh, what, what, what Blake? What Blake? You said that. So if I don't propose, people are going to bring up Katie the rest of my life. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. Um, but then hold if that I over do propose. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna bring up Katie the rest of your life. So if you change, so they'd use the same argument yeah, wait, to scare. I, that's why I was a little. That's that's why I'm about to confuse you. Let me <laughs> let me tell you that when you were on a, a reality show, and this did not happen on F Boy, to my knowledge, but I know that you can. These people don't talk to anyone except producers, and they really trust producers as they should. But producers obviously have the company that their the show is airing on their mind. So now you're Blake, and I want to get you to propose. Okay. Okay. Uh, Blake, how are you feeling about tomorrow? Um, Big day. I don't know. I'm nervous after meeting the aunt and her family. It just didn't really sit well with me. Now, you got to understand. Um, I just want you to know, and you can do whatever you want tomorrow. If you 
don't propose to Katie or if wait is this me trying to get you to I feel like last time I tried to get you to propose <laughs> I, I'm just okay let me just say <laughs> Blake I don't I'm not gonna tell you what to do but if you if you break up with her mm-hmm. um tomorrow oh that's what I said before people are gonna come after you right yeah. the rest of your life you're gonna be a villain because that is not because Katie's on on board man she sent Justin home for you she took all these chances it's not gonna look good for you and it's just a proposal. You know, it's, it doesn't, you're not married yet. There's no legal contract. But I just got to let you know that like it won't, it's, it's just not going to look good. Now, if I want him to break up with her tomorrow, I say, Blake, so tomorrow if you, um, if you propose to Katie, I got to let you know that if you change your mind eventually, it's going to look really, really bad. So um, I, it's. What it's, if I stay with her but not propose? Is that bad? Let me talk. Or is that too to boring? And two the in the middle. producers, and I think I'll declare that that's too boring, and we need a proposal because <laughs> ABC is a Christian network, clearly because we operate under this. But I already had premarital sex with her multiple times. We don't mind that. See, much like Christians, we <laughs> yes. it's a gray area, and we pick and choose what um it, it, what is godly and what isn't based on what we what we like at the for moment. Ratings, yes, yeah. that's very so, godly, um, yeah, for sure. So we we don't mind if you like bang a ton before having sex because that's like it doesn't matter. But we do need to send in a proposal because that uh, it's the higher stakes. And you know steaks, you eat them like potato chips. So <laughs> I sometimes eat the bone and not the steak. Is that weird? Um, all I I'm eat around the steak. I think that someone got in Blake's head because Blake was very on the fence. And if you were Katie and job. saw that Blake. If you were Katie watching this l- l- yeah. later and saw Blake hem-hawing back and forth <laughs> about whether or not he was going to propose, and then he does, I would be like, I want a guy to be so sure the day what before. What about our conversation with Greg? If I was Blake seeing that conversation, <laughs> I'm thinking it's kind of like what we talked about yesterday. Yeah, so tell me what happened in the conversation with After the Rose. Because you said that once, if you Dude. were Blake and she and she chose you, and then she, you saw how, how Katie was so upset about Greg Dude. in the After the Rose... You would have been. Can you pull up the article when of the I, news? When I was looking at her face and how upset she was with Greg for being an actor, for gaslighting, for leaving her, I mean, I mean, it's just re- that was ready. the thing. But yeah. you could tell that Katie still has feelings. She goes, "Oh, I'm over you. I'm great. Uh, Blake is amazing, and we're. I've never been happier." But it doesn't change the fact that when I wa- I am angry when I watch this show back and see how much you gaslit me, and it's just like, and the whole audience cheers. They call him an actor because he's taken acting lessons, and she's like, "I don't have a problem with you being an actor. You can come be an actor and come on this show. I have a problem with you acting with me and saying all these things." And it was just like, "Oh, all my I God. hear, all I hear is." I love you I so love much, you so and I'm much, so mad that and you your didn't jaw is so much smaller, and you have nicer hair, and we look more alike. Yeah, yeah. Well, Greg said to her, and I, <clears throat> this is what he said, and I think with these reality shows, you forget this, and I think Casey was kind of trying to say it in a much more broy way to CJ mm. when he was on the show. Yeah, uh, Fuckboy Island, which is on HBO Max F-boy right Island. now. Island, yeah, yeah. Um, a relationship is a two-way street, and yes, I know you're the bachelorette, but still, that doesn't put you any higher in this relationship and me any lower. I wow, emptied I my heart this. out to you. I emptied my heart out to you on that couch, and all I got was a pat on the back after it. Yep. I just wanted something real at the yep. end of the day. Go, go, Greg, go. And listen, <laughs> Greg is not perfect. Katie's not perfect. I know this. I don't. I don't really think Katie's a bad person, and I'm. I am. 
I, I just don't like how she is being heralded as this hero and Greg is this like abusive, manipulative, gaslighting tool that we all like hate and all these women, it was like a fucking rally against yeah. men and they were so mad at him and he's sitting, he has to wait for applause breaks when she goes, <laughs> and by the way, we know you're not Mar Meryl Streep. You're not that good. Of he makes a joke and he goes, I wasn't acting, I'm not Meryl Streep. And she goes, oh, we know, yeah. oh, we know. <laughs> and then everyone's like, yay. And it's like, he made that joke, Katie, not you. He just made that joke. You just stole his joke and then made it yours and now everyone's applauding you. It was just like gross and I didn't like it and it's all about this, we have to always make our queen look good, even if she might be the one that's wrong. And there's something so ridiculous about being like, you're just doing it for the show and attention. It's like, all 50 of these fucking people are doing that. Of course they are. Why would... <laughs> it is so ridiculous to think that you are going to come on a show and you are going to find love. Yes, it happens. That's why, like, when these guys go... There was one guy on her season, I think it was her season, that's that they found out he was there to be on TV and, like... To and and he goes, if I found love, I, that would be great. But like, I'm doing this for the adventure and the ex ex exposure, and like, you know. And it was like the worst thing he could have said. And I go, that's the most honest thing. And by the way, he goes, and I did find love. I really like her. I didn't expect to, but you can't come into this show being a hundred percent ready to propose to this girl and just and have her on this pedestal that she gets to decide. They get to decide too. That's why I like. Mm -mm. I mean, I'm I'm seriously not just promoting F Boy Island, but I that we are very aware on that show that people are there not just for love but for instagram likes for for uh celebrity i'm still on the fence about garrett i don't know what he's there for i i he keeps saying <laughs> i like sarah i like sarah and i go do you i like want to trust you and i and i do garrett but like did you get to the part where you started crying yes talk okay. about meryl street Oof. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Garrett is either one of the best actors of our generation or or uh, he he must feel multiple things at the same time. Like, I don't know what's going on. Garrett today posted something. Garrett Moronsky, Moronsky on Instagram. He's on FYI. He's posted today on his Instagram this video with him and Greg Metellus. And he's talking about how, like, tonight it's it's, you know, before one of the dates and he's like tonight i'm gonna get spicy with sarah i've been too vulnerable and, and greg's <laughs> like i'm trying to get vulnerable with nikia i want to get that kiss and he's like man i've been vulnerable that's all i've been doing so now tonight i'm getting spicy and i wrote underneath i go more vulnerable less spicy like yeah. i love that garrett is honest garrett to me he might it might come out that he's lying i don't know i mean i do know but like it <laughs> might come out that he's lying but to me, I think Garrett is more honest than anyone on the show almost because at least we have these guys saying in interviews with producers who they really are. And they could be lying to them too, but it is just beyond me that anyone would go on a reality show wanting to be, a, like knowing that they're going to come off looking like a, a liar. The problem for me with The Bachelor, Bachelor, it, like you were saying, it's just so, it's like a soap opera. Soap opera? Yeah, soap, yeah, Soap opera. opera. Uh, big bopper. I know that you struggle with things that have hygiene in the, in the title. Which oh soap. Yeah. Soap. <laughs> I said that like I didn't get what you, you said. You don't like oh, soap, soap and like cultured entertainment. Oh, opera. don't even start. I'm kidding. I've I been, don't either. I've been the more. I'm the host uh, of Boy Island, man. Um. So <laughs> I don't know what an opera. Don't is. gaslight me. Oh yeah, you're, I'm gaslighting you big time right now. What, yesterday, Nikki said a gaslight is when you light a fart. <laughs> I always no one made that joke yet. I was like, that's I pretty mean, funny. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So anyway. Have you um, ever done it? Uh, I could do it, and I've never done it because I'm scared of what would happen. Let's try it. No, I have been not gassy lately at all because I've been having so much uh, 
the other kind of sex. Does it make you burp then? Um, because it goes all the way up your no, asshole. No, the thing is, stump, it's interesting. But, like uh, my, I'm <laughs> hooking up with someone right now that we have an arrangement where you know I don't let them have sex with me. Like no penis in my vagina. It, sorry to like really take a sharp turn here. But I think everyone's just breathing a sigh of release. Yes, Nikki, please talk about anal and stop talking about The Bachelorette. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. It's both shit. It, and, it, and it hurts <laughs> me and makes me feel a little bit uneasy the next day. Um, I, I'm very like uh, sensitive. It is so weird having so... So anyway, I just have to say that uh, anal, having regular anal sex... I'm so sorry to anyone who listens to this who loves me or works for me. Please stop. Having regular anal sex... There's nothing to be ashamed of because, first of all, gay men ha- gay men have anal sex in relationships every day, and no one goes, "What your 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 poop is gonna fall out when you're at Starbucks? Your asshole's gonna be open all the time." It like doesn't do that unless you're doing insane things. But um, I s- will say that because that's the kind of sex I'm having, and when I do hook up, and sometimes if I want to have a hookup, I have to like think about the food that I eat and like when I eat. And it has drawn me to less uh, gaseous foods. Yes. Like I don't want salads and like vegetables as much and not because because I want to have <laughs> anal sex. Not because I'm not like my tastes have been become more like I'm I'm eating regularly because I know the type of time of day I might be having it. And I'm like very regular now because of anal sex. It's like helped my digestive system. <laughs> I just love the idea of a of an anal sex diet where there's no fiber, not one gram of fiber. So that you just get stopped up. No, you need lots of fiber, actually. But then when you shit all the time? No, but it keeps you regular. Oh, you want to okay. be regular so you go, okay, like, you know how your dog is regular? Like, I take Luigi for a walk in the morning, he poops. Then at, he eats his <laughs> breakfast, and then later in the night, around 6 p.m., he poops again. And it's like it's like clockwork. You can do that for your own body. And, and then Luigi has anal sex all night. But um, I do see you eating grass in the yard, too. I know. <laughs> and I, I kind of scoot my butt on the carpet after I eat. Um, I thought that was coffee. <laughs> okay. All right. We're having fun in here. Oh, my um, God. Are we I, doing Why Do I Care? No. Let's or? just do one more news story, and then we'll get okay. to Why Do I Care. All right. Um, okay. So I'll go back to this one. Um, okay. Some, some dating deal breakers for men. Oh, So perfect. women talk about all the different deal breakers. That they get, or I'm sorry, men talk about all the different deal breakers that women do on dates that turn them off. I'm, I'm riveted. Okay. All right. Here's a few, and then we could keep going down. Oh my the god, list. I can't wait to hear what you think about these two. Okay. okay. Always wants to know where you are. So if a woman always wants to know where you are, if they mention that on the date, like I don't know when that would really come out on the date. That would be more of a dating thing. But yeah. still, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's insane, girls. Yeah, I, I, none of the, are any of these going to shock me? I mean, that's just a woman that's super Always talks about their exes. Okay, yeah. You like doing that. I do like doing that. I think that's why Noah chose this. (laughs) Um, It's not that I like to talk about my exes. I like to talk about what happened in the past so that we can share, like our past is part of us. And so I don't want to say like, oh, he fucked me so good. I was having anal sex. Like, I don't want to do that and like put that over a guy, but I just want to acknowledge that I have experiences with men in the past that have dictated the way I handle this one. Yes, can I bring up something from FBoy Island, which I thought was great? (laughs) When Sarah was in the canoe with Josh and she was going off about like Garrett and his ex-girlfriend and stuff. And Josh said the best thing. He's like, I'm on this canoe. Like I'm on this day trying to enjoy my time with Sarah, but she keeps talking about Garrett. And you oh. think he's going to go and complain, 
But then he says the kindest thing. He goes, I just want to show her that I support her and that I'm here for her. Oh my <sighs> God. I love Josh. I think I'm going to cry. Like, I haven't seen that episode. I love Josh so much. You guys, if you're watching yeah, the Josh Boy Island, is really nice. Josh is the sweetest. He wears a hat at eliminations. He he is so supportive in my DMs too. He like he just goes, "Girl, you're like you're killing it." Like he's so sweet. Yeah. I love Josh. It doesn't feel Josh fake at is all. a great person. And the and and we'll talk about the end of F Boy Island when it happens. But I have a lot to say about all that. Josh is a real great guy. And is he an F Boy or a nice guy? We don't know. Wait, have they revealed yet? Oh yeah, so we know. Okay, I don't yeah. want to say in case people haven't caught yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we're I, up. To, but episode uh, five, I believe, everyone is revealed, um, or six. Yeah, but I, yeah, look, you could talk about your exes, but you could also show what you've learned from past relationships just through your actions, and it doesn't have to be specific. Like again, I know we talked about that before, but we don't have to get into the specifics of it. I could see from how you treat me that you've learned from past mistakes. With exes, I understand that you've that. grown without me needing to know why and exactly but it, why you it, grew. But for me, it helps to acknowledge that there were people in my life and to reference them, to be able to say them by name to you. Uh, that's important to me in a relationship yeah. that a guy is not jealous of a because I, if I'm bringing it up to make you jealous, that's a whole other thing, and that is that's. Usually, I think this is a red flag to men because if a girl's talking about an ex a lot, she's probably still hung up on him. What I'm talking about is I want to be able to go, oh, when I dated Jeff, when I dated Chris in a relationship, I want a guy to be able to know that those people, who those people are, kind of know the background just for the sake of the story, not because when you go to a new job, you don't get to not talk about your other jobs because that job's jealous. When you meet a new friend, you don't get to not talk about your old friends. It's like, I, if, if I'm still hung up on the person, that's a whole other issue. But if it's just me referencing something from my past and now I can't say his name because my boyfriend is going to get jealous and instead I have to just lead by my actions and <laughs> like that's bullshit. Work well, when you say it with so that you... voice, it doesn't help my argument. The thing argument. is, if you're feeling jealousy <laughs> because the woman is doing it to make you jealous, that's a, that is a, a very but valid thing. how do you thing. know? The, you know because it, it was, let's say if we were in a relationship and I'm talking about my ex a lot and you go, you, this is what you could do. You could say, hey, I've noticed that you've been mentioning this ex a lot and you seem kind of like still upset about things. It's making me feel a little insecure because I know that when I'm still upset about something, it means it's unresolved to me. So you can say from your experience, like you can frame it from like, if I were to be talking about an ex this much, I know it would be because I was still hung up on them. I just want to know um, what, where is this coming from that you're talking about him so much because as Sad as it is for me to admit, it's making me feel insecure and I don't want to feel that way with you. So um, you can just say your feelings. Like it doesn't make me feel good when I hear about this ex and the person can either validate your feelings and say, I, un I understand that that would trigger you. Can I let you know that I'm only bringing up this ex because I feel that in a relationship I should be able to reference other people and I will continue to do that, but I will take into consideration that it does make you feel sad and um, and I don't want to make you feel sad. So, um, but okay. Can we just like, I, give me an example of when you, why and when you would reference an ex. To, okay. I got one. Okay. Uh, uh, let's say we are going, we're on a date and we are at a restaurant and, um, uh, the last time I was at this restaurant, we had a, so the one time when I was, this is a true story. So if I went to a restaurant on a date with a guy, okay. with my boyfriend, we're in a good relationship and we go to this restaurant 
at this particular restaurant, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of. There was this moment that I went with my ex boyfriend to a restaurant, and the waiter we got like an appetizer that was like kind of like, should we get this? Okay, let's get it. We got it, and we didn't touch it because it was so gross. And the waiter came back over, and I just he goes, "Did you not like that?" And I go, "It's honestly like." disgusting it like looks yes. bad it tastes bad and the waiter grabbed it off the plate and threw it on the floor and goes i hate this dish you're right and we laughed so fucking hard it was so funny okay and uh, let me just say though let's say let's say that my boyfriend in that circumstance did something hilarious maybe he did the thing that the, like the there's a story that happened at that restaurant and my boyfriend did a hilarious thing my ex-boyfriend i sitting at the maybe we get set at the same table where it happened am i going to keep that inside because you might feel threatened that the man i was with before did something hilarious or should i share that story with you is that a good example of, of an example it's it's a good example do i keep that inside even though well, it's so who, who threw the food the waiter it doesn't matter let's just say it was well, no re- i think it no, doesn't matter no, because no, no. i think that story's about the waiter being funny that, and not the boyfriend that's why i just said i switched it so yeah. let's just say a, a scenario like that happened at a restaurant but my boyfriend was the one who did something hilarious and like unpredictable and something out of at, like, that was really funny and weird and and of note and if i was dining with anyone else at that same restaurant i would tell the story but because you are my boyfriend i'm not going to tell the story that to me is is lame that i can't i can't bring i, I wouldn't i wouldn't mind that story i mean i guess yeah i guess there's just different kind of stories i think that story it it, it doesn't feel forced it feels organic but he is it funny feels... in it he's very funny in it no that's fine that's okay. fine, but it feels like we're at this restaurant. It okay. makes sense for you to bring that up. Um, if what we're about... at a funeral and you're like, "Wow, Dave fucked me good," uh, two miles from here. No, 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 not about sex. Well, let's we have boundaries okay. here, and and maybe someone is into that. But I'm just saying, like, those are things that I've hit in relationships before because I don't want that because I know that. Um, men I date really pride themselves on being funny because it's a thing that I'm attracted to. And so when I say another person is funny from my past, they tend to get threatened. Well, this is from experience of from when... Yeah, you're a funny guy. This is how you would maybe tell the story where I would get upset. If you go, my boyfriend was the funniest guy. He's the funniest guy I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And you've said this before about your other friends. I don't care. I really don't. But I'm saying if I was dating you and you were like, my ex-boyfriend was the funniest guy. No one would he, say that. He would, no, no one's going to say well, that. That said, is rude. You say That's that about rude. your friends, though, all Yeah, the time. because my friends should know that, like... But you compare your friends, get... you always go, oh, Matt, he's the fun. And you always make a point to tell me that, which is fine. No, I always say you were the funniest person I've ever met, too. A million times I've said that. No, no, no. I know, I know. I don't In want front them, of you. I don't want to try to make this... But I'm saying, though, like... I'm just saying specific, like if, if I, I was on a date, you, you talk that way and people could pay, possibly talk that I way. I would and be I more see. gentle and yeah, delicate yeah, around yeah. a boyfriend than I am a friend. Yeah. Okay. And you about, should be. About using superlatives. Oh, and you could do whatever the fuck and you want And what's a superlative? Me. It's a super uh, relative that comes over for dinner We once know it's a year. not Katie's aunt. <laughs> Soup? All right. Okay. Super well, we relative. are going to take a quick break and then we'll get back with Why Do I Care? <laughs> Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? 
We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. 
This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Why do I care? Why do I care? Oh, man, why do you care about this one? You ready, Nick? Yes. All right, when it comes to her intense sex scenes, Nicole Kidman reveals that her husband, Keith Urban, doesn't get involved. He doesn't read any script. Oh he really God. doesn't know what's going How on on this set. Show so he's got his own career that he's somewhere. really absorbed about. Why do we... Noah, you're so fucking good. I can't even believe it. Like, it's like, how does this story relate so much to what we're already talking about? I no, know. there was no way no one knew that this was going to be the crux of this show. Okay, so Keith Urban doesn't watch her sex scenes. No, he'll watch the finished product. He just doesn't. He's he doesn't want to hear about that day on set. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear about the day on set. He doesn't want to, you know, hear about, you know, her real connection with the guy. Possibly not real, but you know what I mean, dude. Like, I don't, I don't think I would want my boyfriend if if my boyfriend was not someone who got turned on by seeing me with other men or whatever it is. I think I'd want him to skip the premiere, and I wouldn't feel bad. In fact, like I have, um, someone like the like there are people in my life, and they know about a um, how do I say this? So there is a thing that I uh, shot that while I shot it, like in, in within the the episode that aired, um, I was involved with someone, and the person there's someone that I'm currently kind of fooling around with in a casual, fun way that knows about that, and this person I um I told them you don't have to. Like, I know you want to support my career. If you don't want to watch the thing, that will thing. make you think of. Because you know it, I was going through a thing that makes you maybe feel a little insecure. It's okay. You don't have to watch that. Even though it, it, it has nothing to do with the relationship. Just knowing, like, if, if I knew. But that goes against what you were saying about. No, but I said, because I know, because I know his, his limits. That's the thing. It's like, I know that that is really upsetting to him. So you could be with a guy that has limits, but you think he shouldn't have limits. No, I don't think he shouldn't have limits. I'm just saying I, I can be with a guy that is honest with me about his limits and doesn't okay. just get, uh, and doesn't just harbor them. And, and if we talk about them, we can, we I I like can make that. him feel more comfortable. So I gave, I, I said like, you don't have to watch this if it makes you, if it triggers you in any way. And he was like, I want to support you and watch these things, but it does make me feel a certain way. And and now um, I feel fine about it. Whereas before, if he wouldn't have watched something because he knew that I was involved with someone when I made it or like yes. kissed someone during it or something like that, I would have just been like, why is he not supporting me? Like I would have known, but I wouldn't have like, no, I would have kind of maybe put it on the fact that he doesn't care about my career. You know, I could like blanket it. And now I know it's like, yeah, that's just hard for him. Like he's, it's just a Keith Urban moment of like, I don't want to. But the fact that Keith Urban will sit next to Nicole Kidman and watch like a steamy sex scene at a premiere really makes me uncomfortable. Even though I would love to watch <laughs> my p- person do a steamy sex scene with like a heartthrob on camera. Part of me thinks 
you know, Nicole Kidman is one of the biggest. She's probably top one percent of actresses making money today. Yes. Yeah. If my wife, you know, made out with a guy with a sock on his cock to bring home twenty million dollars, so I can get new golf clubs or you know what i mean yes. like i think there's like an involvement of like oh they're an artist let them be an artist as long as they're bringing home money with this art if, i just have to say if, though if you that were, when you are in a when you're doing do you know what i mean though? this is mr like, and mrs smith if if i ever date an actor which i don't doubt i will and they go off to shoot a movie with a girl who um is beautiful and charming and all oh, the yeah. things and has this, and they have to be in a relationship on camera or not I will I will know that there's a chance they'll fall in love because you when I was on Dancing with the Stars just rubbing on Gleb all day made me have a crush on him like you know even though I knew like I I like was there was a, an attraction because yeah. of the intimacy that is fake and for cameras but it just it you can't help it I'm just saying that I would be knowing all that I'd be more inclined if my wife was making a ton of money off potentially leaving me and I'm not saying that than if she happens. wasn't making money. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, oh, totally. Like, yeah. you're going to get, yeah. But Keith Urban is also uh, making Yes, he's very millions. rich. It doesn't really matter. But but also, he's so secure in himself because he's a huge megastar, too. Like, I mean, there's no there's no shift in, like, What about celebrity. dating someone in porn? Would you ever? Could you ever? <sighs> I, I don't think I could. And, yeah. I, and I'm not judging. The, no. I just wouldn't. I just don't think I, I, I don't think I'm strong enough. To yeah, handle that I and to like separate it and compartmentalize thinking about, it. Uh, quitting everything except the podcast and stand up, um, and like saying, you know, fuck it, TV. I don't even. I don't even want to be accepted in your club anymore. Like because, and I just do porn. Like I could. <laughs> I just why have to go I, that extreme? Because though? if you do porn. The world turns its back on you, and I'm sorry to any porn actresses or actors. Oh, listening. so you want to make it? No, you you just have to accept that no one's going to let you be on ABC if you do porn. No one's going to let you host the Tonight Show if you've done porn. At this moment in our lives, people, even though porn is the number one consumed thing and everyone's watching it, we blacklist people who have done it and we and we won't date the women who have done it. I mean, I really feel for porn actresses that have maybe did something when they were young and now yeah. a video exists that they that makes them undateable. It's just... Meanwhile, I almost someone feel like, like Kim Kardashian could become a billionaire yeah. for the sex date. Well, I just think that like I I would like to make porn. I just want to put that out. I like you guys know that I've said that before. I really do think I have a talent for like making But you think when you actually see yourself getting I wouldn't see it, dude. I wouldn't watch it just like I don't watch myself. Keith Urban would Island. watch it, I'll tell you that. I mean, I don't think I would watch it. I would trust the people so who are editing it. So then what's the point it. of making it? Just because so to I, because provide, to provide entertainment and to provide a... Because I enjoy having crazy, like, sex so much that I think it would be good. Because I, I watch a lot of porn and I can tell the women are sometimes just doing a job and don't enjoy it as much as I do because a dick will slip out and they won't go, put it back in, put it back in. And I'm like, if you were enjoying that, you'd be like, put it back in, like, because that's what I say. Yeah. And I, I just know my enthusiasm and my love for it you know, and I, I believe that I, if I chose to do porn, I would get to do it only when I want to. It wouldn't be like, oh, I got to go into work today, which is how a lot of porn actresses and actors have to do it. It's like they got to shoot. If they're not horny, they just got to fake it, you know, and, and, and act. But I think that I could make porn um, that where I'm actually having a good time and it would look cool. It would be watching someone who is 
really wants to be there, is having the best time with it, is very free with their body, is enjoying sex in a way that um, doesn't seem shameful or is enjoying being shamed in the in the um you know bubble of this porn and can still be a person that has like a full life outside of it and it would bring for me i just because it's inter- because i want to bring entertainment to people well here's the thing i i just because i couldn't date a porn star doesn't i i would one million percent supported uh uh porn friend. star becoming the next Jimmy Kimmel or like the next Tonight Show. I would love you to would, see them but on AT&T, ABC. who is one of the advertisers, wouldn't. I know, no, no. I'm just saying that for me because I don't want it to be misconstrued that like I'm like not supportive. Get... No, no, no. But, no one thinks that. But, I don't think but, that. But can I ask a question yeah. for you? Then mm-hmm. why not meet somewhere in the middle of like, I get it because it's not as much of a Because OnlyFans is also going to keep you off of the Tonight Show. No, no, no. I was thinking more like Red Shoe Diaries or something where you're having sex, but it's not explicit. Because but, no one's jerking off to that. Yeah. And I'm not, not that I want people to jerk off to me. I just want, I mean, I, I would because I think that porn, porn to me is important. I know there's people that are addicted to it and it can be a, a problem and, and it, a lot of bad things can come of porn. And a lot of people in porn are being sex trafficked. It's like a, a whole thing and, and, and revenge porn is awful. But I want to make porn because I feel like when I'm on, when I did stand up for the first time, I go, wow, I'm, I'm good at this. Like I'm not great yet, but like this is something I'm really good at and people seem to like watching it. You know, it made me feel good that I finally found something I'm good at. And I have finally reached a point with the sex I'm having that I want people to see how free you can be the way that like my standup is now. Like I can talk about being suicidal and make funny jokes about it that make people feel less alone. I think I could have, sex on camera that people don't even know about that they could be enjoying and make it seem like something oh maybe I could try that and bring that into my life and that's why I would want to make it okay let's get to the reddit dump I um this one oh that one was too sad I saved it last night this one's kind of <laughs> cool there's a, a subreddit called slave labor and it's people that are just trying to make an extra buck and so they offer their services and you can like Venmo them for things and there's there's sometimes scams on these but this one was cool and I just want to get this guy some money if people are interested in this so this guy goes I will t- offer it's in in brackets it says offer that means like they're offering something I will tour my local Nigerian market with some of you on Zoom for seven dollars. If you want to see what happens in markets here in Nigeria, the shouting, dragging, dragging to be sold to, prices compared to, uh, to the dollar, etc., you can join me on Zoom while I tour and do all your requests for $5. He changed it to $5. 11 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday, the August, August 11th. In the hot hours of the market, that's my 4 p.m. here, you can watch live and get all your questions answered. So this guy is, so if you want to go, his name is Billionaire Bobby one uh, username, user, it's you uh, slash Billionaire Bobby one and he's going to do a, tour, a live tour of a market. It's a bunch of people on Zoom watching. I think that's so cool. Now, do you pick this story because He's also a Nigerian of prince. Of the irony? And yeah, you that's have what to I'm saying. Him. No, no, no. It's, I didn't but pick is that, that why you picked it? No, because someone wrote, you know, these are commoners. They go, this actually sounds awesome. I don't think I'll make it, but best of luck with it. I don't know if it's feasible, but I bet you could make a great Twitch channel doing stuff like that. Everyone seems supportive. This guy isn't asking for $500. He's asking for $5. If you get scammed out of $5, okay, who cares? Like, it, he accepts, uh, says he accepts PayPal and 
Bitcoin. I just um, don't really trust a guy whose nick whose name is billionaire. It's like billionaire boys club. It's like you're yeah. they're all liars. So I don't know. I uh I think that uh I think it's cool. I like the slave labor thing, um, even though that's I'll go to bad. Whole Foods for three dollars. Yeah, I mean you could do that and people would join you. Uh here's one from Popheads. This is people who enjoy pop music. It's Poppy. called uh, Popheads. Yeah, these are these are these are people who like being dumb. No, uh Popheads. This is from the user Other Side 4. He's, the, the title is so funny. What does DJ Khaled even do? And it says, I noticed he doesn't produce, write, or perform any of his songs as of his recent albums, yet he puts his name on the material and himself on his album's covers, which seem weird to me considering he does what is what's explained as arrange, in quotes, the material on the album, meaning he contacts the singers and rappers and producers to go on the album, which I didn't even know was a common thing. Da, 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 da. I'm not trying to Oh my be God, shady. he doesn't even do the music? Dude, no. This is what he does. Someone commented, he gets everyone together like the Avengers and becomes the hype man. Um, someone said, this is the best. This is from Drunk Hurricane. This person, this is why Reddit's so funny. I've heard him described as the musical equivalent of a landlord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what DJ Khaled is. And so this is, um, I saved what he actually does. Someone, someone wrote in. Um, they said, what he, essentially what he does is he, he yeah, he just, uh, wait. Okay, I think there's a misconception on what DJ Khaled is doing and a disconnect to when he came up. In all respects, DJ Khaled is a mixtape DJ. Mixtape DJs would gather mostly unreleased tracks and freestyles from various artists and producers, host the tape, and put it out. That's what he does. You know who he is? He's what? Fat Jew or, or yes. Fuck Jerry. Yes, he's like a um, aggregate. Or Fat Jewish. Fat yeah. Jew sounds a little stronger. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I wanted to share this one with you, Andrew. This is from the subreddit Next Fucking Level. And it's just about things that are just like, whoa, what the fuck? This guy is named Zlatan Ibravimovic. Oh, yeah. Ibramovich. Yeah, he's a soccer player. Dude. Okay, I'm going to play this like TikTok video that they have of him. This guy is he's handsome. so insane. Um, this is what this guy. Wait, where, where's the thing about him? Um. He told okay. LeBron James to stay out of politics. No, no, wait. This is what happened. Okay, so, sorry. There is a video. This is a clip of him at Kimmel, and it's 58 seconds. We're going to go out on this. This guy is insane, Andrew. Listen to this video. There's a guy narrating it, telling us about this guy. Who is Latin? What does he do? He's a soccer, a soccer player? player. Okay. Big time. Listen to what he said. on. Listen to this. My confidence, My confidence is what people have noticed. It's very yeah, high. I noticed that, yeah. Zlatan has to be the cockiest athlete of our time. No, I'd heard about most of his stunts, but one with LeBron was hard to believe. Quick refresher, he had this to say after being asked who the best striker in the Premier League is. Peter Lukaku is strong. Aguero is good. He didn't say yourself. Lions, they don't compare themselves with humans. At some he said lions don't compare themselves with humans. <laughs> okay, so he, he's, he's a lion. Yes. And then it says, at some point in your life, okay. In your life, you've been asked what superpower you want. I guarantee you've never heard an answer like this. What superpowers would you like to possess? I already have them. Before signing with PSG, <laughs> the people in France were worried about his mindset. But you call me arrogant, and French people are famous for being arrogant. So I'm exactly like you, so you should love me. When he arrived in LA, he took out a full page ad to say two words. When LeBron arrived in Okay, he took out a full page ad in LA when he arrived, and it says, Dear Los Angeles, you're welcome. So That's then four words. When when five. when LeBron when LeBron <laughs> arrived, this is the I'll just read this because it's hard to hear. When LeBron arrived in L.A., Zlatan tweeted, "L.A. has a god and a king." But his next gesture went unreported. LeBron reached out to Zlatan by sending him a jersey. 
okay? Most athletes would frame this or post it on social media, not Zlatan. He proceeded to sign the jersey and mail it back to LeBron. He signed the jersey and mailed it back to LeBron. That is insane. What is this guy's deal? Do you know about him, Noah? I mean, he's, he's, no, but I he mean, sounds awesome. I mean, that's crazy to sign a, a jersey from that's LeBron. So it sounds like a heel, as they say yeah. in wrestling, a heel. Oh, yes. Like, and you know what? Last night I was talking to someone about Garrett. Garrett's a heel. He he goes on knowing that he's going to be a vi- villain yes. to become, like, to get attention. And then but he these, can do anything he yeah, wants with it. These heels, they get, these trolls, it's a thing now. And you get better. Re- Everything that where you're like, oh, this person, everyone's going to hate them. They become more famous and more liked and more beloved. It's like Takashi 6ix9ine. It's like these kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Final thought. I just was talking to Whitney Cummings last night. We were texting. She was on um, Jimmy Kimmel and she was hilarious. And uh, with Spade, uh, Spade right? was hosting. He was great. Kind of annoyed that I wasn't a guest, but that's fine. Um or a, a guest host, but it's okay. Uh, I might do porn, so ABC probably doesn't want me anymore. I'll, I'll convince myself it's that. Um, but Whitney was saying that, um, where did she write this? She said, maybe she was doing a voice memo. She said that like bullies are out. Like it's not cool to be a bully anymore. She said that if you look at who doesn't do podcasts, like the big podcasts, if you look and you look at the, the the big comedy podcast, who's not a guest on those podcasts, those are probably the bullies of comedy because the big podcasts now are people that weren't famous five, ten years ago. They weren't on the same level that they are. I'm talking about Joe Rogan's, I'm talking about Segura's, Burt Kreischer, Andrew Schultz. These, uh, these, these podcasts that are the number ones, if you're not seeing famous comedians on there, there's probably a reason for that. And it's because they were bullies in the past. And these uh, hosts have what is called integrity. And they don't, uh, even though those famous comedians want to be on their podcast now, they remember from the past when they were bullied and they're not going to put them on. Because a lot of times people are bullied in the past by someone. And I'll include myself in this. I've been bullied in the past. There are people out there right now in comedy who now want to be my friend who treated me like shit before. And guess what? I will be your friend. Yeah, I I totally will because I still want your approval. I'm I'm still insecure. I'm working on being more consistent with people who were mean to me and not wanting them to still like me. I still have a desire for those people to like me because I'm not, you know, I don't have enough self-esteem yet. I'm getting there. But the uh, the stories I've heard about these hosts of podcasts not having people on that are that would be big name to have on your podcast but because they know that in the past this person has not been nice to them when they that person was famous and they weren't they're not having him on the podcast so when he was like i always say on my podcast pay attention to who's not on podcasts because it's not it's not their choice it's the host choice and you can see who who's been the you can kind of infer who's been the bullies of comedy but then i i mean i i, I and i'm not gonna say people, everyone because some people don't want to be on podcasts. well one i think if you're getting bullied and you're not getting industry support, it's going to push you to make a podcast and, and push you to succeed in that era where or that arena where these other people that are assholes right. aren't going to do it. So that's mm-hmm. a positive for being bullied. I oh, guess. yeah. Being bullied. And is then great. and then <laughs> no. But then the other thing is, is people would argue that these new podcast hosts, the Rogans of the world, whatever, are the new bullies in the sense of they control everything. Yeah. And so. 
Um, I don't think that, I honestly don't think that Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, uh, Joe Rogan, I don't know Andrew as much, but I don't think he would fall under those those four. I and I'll include Christina Pazinski in this as well. I they are all really nice people and yeah. like want the best for people. You can say what you want about Joe Rogan, but he he genuinely like I I love him. I think that he is a nice person and I think that he has admitted to when he has been like angry and mean in the past and not like a good person, but now I just I get this sense from him that he when I am around him and the couple times I'll always defend him because he just seems to really be rooting for everyone mm-hmm. and to be happy and I just I don't know I get this warmth from him maybe I'm delusional and but these people to me I don't think that Joe Rogan is a bully um maybe I you could show me evidence of him being it but I don't I don't know, but it's it's hard to be in a position of power and not kind of exert this. Yes. If you are still insecure, that's kind of what I was talking to put like down power people. wise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that um, I, like it's hard to be a bully without power. So that's kind of my point of yeah. like that's why they could be misconstrued as bullies because they hold they hold the keys now to yeah, and it's nice at that point to to go okay. The people that treated me like shit on the way up, I'm not going to be nice to. But uh, also, I'm not even there get, yet. Also, you could get called a bully. Just because you don't let someone on their show and they're just bitter. You know what I mean? Like, like because they're powerful. It's like Johnny Carson. Like, I, I was never allowed on John. Johnny Carson was a piece of shit. It's like, he was. Was he, a, he was. My point read being. His autobi- read his biography that was written by his lawyer, his only friend. <laughs> yeah. He was a fucking bully because his mom was a bully. His mom was the worst mom I've ever heard. We have one minute left. I just want to share a message I got from someone about the show yesterday about the, the stuff we were talking about, the cheating and like... And this will be the final thing that I say. This person wrote to me cheating. Thank you for the talk. Thank you for talking about this on the pod. Last year, I cheated on my partner of blank years, and we've been rebuilding our relationship ever since. I was a virgin. I was a virgin before this person and had FOMO hearing my friends talk about hookups. I wish I had heard your advice about telling your partner about the crush before things got out of hand. I know someone out there needed to hear this today. Thank you for writing me that. It made me feel good. I hope that someone got something out of it. And I hope that you, listener, forgive yourself for what you did in the past. And that if this happens again, that you have an open dialogue with the person that you're dating. And what's FOMO? Fear of missing orgasms? <laughs> well, based on uh, being a lady out there and hooking up, you shouldn't, you shouldn't fear that. You're not having those with most of the hookups you have. Let's be honest. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't be cut. And Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 